Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Venice Beach, California, in the Samut Studio, with my co-host Joey Nochel Prano. Hello, Andy. The Smut Studio is looking good tonight. Now, what's happening here? We've got the two TV action. We've got the Lakers San Antonio game on the bottom one. On the top one, just a static shot of the Brooklyn Bridge. Well, at Brooklyn and Manhattan bridges with the time. That what is, goes up there. We're going to put whatever I want up there for Google Chromecast. Got it. Well, especially when we do NFL lines. I know you're blind. Yeah. Maybe that'll help you. Probably not. I could put on my... I brought my glasses this time, so... It's good. It's good. We just did an excellent pre-show, I don't like to wear them the whole show when we have these new fancy lights because they give a reflection and, you know, all the energies in the eyes. Yeah. When I tell people to kill themselves, I want them to know I'm talking to them. I saw uh, the ro- the Russian robot Dustonian got suspended from Twitter for selling- telling somebody to kill themselves. Oh, he did? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go full Charles Barkley here and say, I am not a role model. <laughs> How far has Twitter come? I mean, just a couple years ago, you could see full-fledged... Penetration. Yes, I was just going to say penetration. Yeah. You could see any types of pornography... Now, if you're a Russian robot, you can't even tell people to kill themselves without getting kicked off. I hate that, man. The one thing that Twitter had that I always loved, that Facebook didn't have, that Instagram didn't have, was it was the Wild West. It didn't matter. Yeah. Nothing mattered. Why do they care? Why do they care? Like, Because then some kid can just go on there and start following porn stars and then like just go to school and be like, guys, this is a stream of penetration. <laughs> they can do that on their phone regardless. They just go to Pornhub. Yeah, but then like if your mom checks your browser, you know, you went to Pornhub, like a lot of, lot of ways to get caught doing that. Now you're just on Twitter. You just have a private Twitter account and you just only follow porn stars. You're just some kid who's like... <laughs> if you think they should have porn on Twitter, put a thumbs up emoji yeah. in the comment section. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. Some kid's just walking around fourth grade. His at name is at coolest kid in school. He's like, that's a penis in a vagina. Kid's like, what's happening? My brother was texting me today. We're laughing about my nephew that he loves the vacuum cleaner and he loves the Swiffer. So my brother's joking like, oh, yeah, I'll just let you. I'm, he's going to be a great cleaner. You know, he's one and a half. And then... We were talking about the TV and if it's bad for kids, blah, blah, blah. And I realized I have seven years with a Playboy subscriptions. Yeah. Seven years in my closet. And I said, well, you know, I'm his godfather. I said, well, uh, I got something to do that'll distract him instead of watching TV. Let's just put Playboys in front of him, even though he's only one and a half, right? Right. And my brother was like, no, he's going to have to earn it like we had to. And I thought of your joke. He's like, he's going to have to. My brother literally texted. Me. He's like, he's going to have to find it somewhere like in the woods. Yeah. You can't just give him Playboy's rug. No, I agree. What if that, that, that would be a funny sketch where the dad, 
doesn't mind that the kids that the kid has pornography. He just can't go on the internet to find it. Yeah, he has to. He has to. He has to have an old fashioned way. <laughs> He's like, you're only allowed to have porn that's available in a way that was available when I was a kid. <laughs> Always that one guy who has it though. Yeah. Right? There's the one friend. The kid puts on his like fucking headlamp. You know, his goggles, and he's going out. He's in. He's dumpster diving. It's like Goonies, but for porn. Yeah, he's getting arrested. Uh, you know, stealing from like a convenience store. One-eyed Willie died with his hands. Like his- we don't keep porn here no more. <laughs> porn available on the internet. You get out. You want Pepsi Cola? You go to the fridge. You want porn? You go to the internet. The, the skeleton of One-eyed Willie is his hand on his cock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as much as I want to talk about that stuff, we got a lot going on in the sports world. But before we do that, Joe, I do want to say you have okayed me going to see half of Insane Clown Posse January 15th. Yeah, I don't even know why you asked me. At Whiskey A Go-Go. As long as you're going, as long as some member of Insane Clown Posse is performing and you're in Insane Clown Posse makeup, that's good enough for me. So they will be... Also, you have to go to Whiskey and go. So you have to walk fucking Sunset Boulevard in clown makeup. How many LA people do you think will be in that stuff? There'll be a crowd out here. In the makeup? Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand how the fucking... So Violent J, half of Insane Clown Posse, and some other guys performing. Okay. So it's going to be all juggalos. Is Insane Clown Posse just two guys? Yeah. It's uh, not really much of a posse. Violent J and Shaggy Too Dope. I'm looking it up right sure, now. Sure, sure. Yeah, I've I've watched Howard Stern. So yeah, so there you heard it, guys. January fifteenth. If you want to join him, Whiskey a Go Go. Whiskey a Go Go on the famed Sunset Boulevard. I will be going. And also, we're watching NBA. We're watching the Lakers. So I might as well bring up this bet. I announced it on uh, Twitter. And on their podcast, of course, but we have an official bet, or I do, with Sam Tripoli from Punch Drunk Sports. Lakers, Clippers, who will go farther? Well, this potentially hurts your bet, although you, I saw in the rundown you don't like Brandon Ingram. I don't like Brandon Ingram. But he looks like he's down. I don't know if he rolled an ankle or if it's more serious. You'd think if it was more serious, he'd be. Ooh, came down on somebody's foot. Oh! Ooh, that's not good. That's a roll for sure. Doesn't look like it's a whole lot more than that. Well, but. before we get to Brandon Ingram, basically yeah. this is the bet: who will go farther in the playoffs, Lakers or Clippers? Now you told me. Uh, okay, tell them the yeah. how the bet all ends up. Lakers or Clippers? Who will go farther? The loser has to wear a personalized "No Means No" number eight Kobe Bryant jersey to a Laker game at the Staples Center, which I love. Love this. Um, it's my idea. I, th- I thought it was a good one. Now. Sam, I'm sure it was Sam, came in over the top with like, if the Lakers get a an all-star. But like, what's an all-star? Like, Tyson Chandler was an all-star. Like, if they get another, if they get like Vince Carter down the stretch, is he going to be like... No, I think it's a current, because I made the assumption, I go, are we talking, you know... uh are we talking? Uh, God, why is his name forgetting me from the Pelicans? Are we talking uh, Anthony Davis? Yeah, Anthony Davis. Well, sure. If he and he's like, no, I'm talking like an all star, a current all star. Well, Anthony Davis is a current all star. Yeah. So I don't know the bet. You could tell he didn't want to do the bet, right? Which is fine. I wouldn't want to do it either because he knows deep down, yeah, 
The Lakers have. But like if they sign, if they get like Kyle Korver, you're good, right? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. He's a shooting specialist. Right. I mean, he was an all-star at one point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that the, the you know, the fucking, I don't know. But here's the interesting thing about that bet. Uh, I was discussing it with, with your, your manager, Randy, yesterday, and we were saying, if you wear a no-means-no jersey, number eight, we were saying, are people going to talk shit? Because then you look like an asshole sticking up for rape. Yeah. So we were kind of having this discussion well, in I mean, her car. You, you, you've seen Kobe Bryant fans on Twitter, right? No, I have, but I'm saying in They stick up for rape all the time. But I'm saying in person, if I'm in the concession or Sam's in the concession. That's not cool, man. And you're going to be like, what's not cool? Like... He was never, he was never even charged. He was never even found guilty. She settled. You know, like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, you're defending a rapist yeah. at the concession line yeah. at Staples Center? Yeah, that's going to be, I love it. I want to come. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'll be like, this guy, right? <laughs> Am I right? I mean, this is a bet that will also happen next year unless you get playoff tickets, you know? Oh no! I already told Tripoli I'd buy the jersey. Right. Like I'd buy if I if he if I win the bet I'll buy him the no means no jersey. Right. I have no problem doing that. Yeah. Because I want to own. But I'm one. saying to find out who goes farther. Like this won't happen until April next season. Unless like you know the Clippers get knocked out in the first round and you buy playoff second round playoff tickets on top of it. Oh yeah, I'll do it. Okay, you're like we're thusting this. I'll I'll make it. We're work. thusting uh, Sam get his head kicked yeah, in. I'll by, make it work. And Joe, defenders. that brings up a great point. Where would I get those tickets? I would go to SeatGeek personally. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. I'd hop on SeatGeek. Best tickets available. You can see exactly where you're sitting. I was looking at tickets on SeatGeek actually uh, for Clippers because I was talking to Sam about that. Clippers are cheap. I've said this before on the show. Obviously, we're going to go on SeatGeek and get tickets to a Lakers game, but if we want to catch a couple Clippers games, you got to go on SeatGeek. Guys, if you haven't used SeatGeek, it's the best app for any live event, so download it right now. Best of all, all you guys get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Joe's on SeatGeek right now. He's so excited. I am, actually. He's on looking for tickets for Lakers games. So just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Okay. Brandon Ingram, let's talk about him. I'm not a fan. I he, now, What, is that, what this, does that mean? This is what this means. I do not think Brandon Ingram will develop into what you should be as a top three pick. That's what it means. And well, my, a lot of people don't I agree. develop into what you should be as a top three pick like he is how old at this point he's a young kid he's probably 21 22 but here's my thing on Brandon 21 here's my thing on Brandon Ingram if you look at his numbers and I've watched him play obviously this is his third year what if you take the main three things right or let's the, the categories let's say points assist rebounds and then you, and then shooting obviously comes into play with all that with points. What does Brandon Ingram excel at? If well, I just- here that, but here's the thing. He is doing it in the NBA 
at 21 years old. So what what he what he's doing in those categories is more than what Michael Jordan did at that age because Michael Jordan was playing college basketball. He's 21 years old. He's also clearly was selected and and knowingly selected as a project player. Not that he's not doesn't have tons of skill already, but he's he's a six foot nine, twenty one year old. Now to compare him to the likes of you know a Kevin Durant or even like obviously Luca comes out right away and he's doing it at nineteen, but. There are sure things, and there are like, whatever. I'm not saying that he's going to end up being an NBA All-Star. I'm not saying that by any means. But if he's a contributor in the NBA... But that's a low bar then for me. We're talking All-Star. My opinion is, if you're a top three pick, dude, by year three, you're not where you should be. You're just not. Uh, If you're not an All-Star? Yeah. That's ludicrous. Okay, then maybe I set the expectation too high. Especially if you're taken out of school after your freshman year. Because think about it. Like, think about like the top three. So the, the NBA All-Star teams have 15 guys on them. They aren't the top three picks from the last five years. Right? So there's 15 guys in the All-Star team. Yeah. Or it's okay, so you're, we're, we're talking about they're not all the top three picks from last even 10 years. Like, there are guys, like, it's it's hard to be an NBA All-Star. I don't even think there's 15 guys on the All-Star team. There's probably 12. Well, I just think, take the All-Star thing out of it. I just think, I don't see him developing into what? A superstar? Yeah. Okay. Or even a, even a 20-point-a-game guy. My thing is, he doesn't shoot the best. So where are you at? Again, that's my point. It's not like he's a great passer. He's not a great rebounder. He's not, not a good shooter. He's not a poor shooter. So you like Ingram? I'm I'm of the opinion he's 21 years old, and I'm like, okay. I'm I mean, of the opinion if they had trade offers for other people, get fucking rid of Ingram because a lot of rumors were that Magic and the Lakers didn't want to trade Ingram. That's why I'm saying. Right. That. Okay. But, but it's all about who you trade him for. Like, people gave up on Michael Beasley, who's the number two overall pick. He ended up fucking playing in China. There's no doubt about it. Michael Beasley is an NBA contributor. Yeah, but he could have been the whole time. He's still a bust for a number two pick. Right, but he was a bust because people were like, oh, he's a bust. And there were some personal issues and whatever. But, like, he has the skill and the talent. No doubt about it, to have done it. So it's like sometimes it's a matter of just taking the talent and making it right. I don't, I, I mean, look, you can say Brandon Ingram isn't where you think he should be right now, but like to watch him and be like, ah, uh, he's a bust. To me, that's crazy at this. A lot of guys have not been where, like at 21 years old. But also a lot of guys have. Maybe that's why I'm looking at it. Yeah, and those guys are who? Giannis. So you're talking about potentially the next greatest player in the NBA? Well, I that's think that's a high bar. Well, I think Brandon Ingram obviously has LeBron James, so he has 
a catalyst to kind of, you know, catapult his career at a quicker rate. I'm just saying, especially if LeBron had not come here, I don't know, like, there were rumors involving trades with Brandon Ingram and maybe some other pieces in the Lakers for a Paul George. I'd much rather have that. Well, you'd, so you'd rather have an established adult NBA All-Star than Brandon Ingram? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. There, there was rumors, there was a lot of rumors that some of these trades with guys of that caliber weren't coming here because they didn't want to get rid of Ingram because they're all... My thing is, a lot of these teams, they hold on to these guys. Well, they're going to develop. Then they're going to develop. So you're telling me a Brandon Ingram type guy might just suddenly flourish in his fifth or sixth year? Yeah. Okay. Because he he becomes an adult? But Brandon Ingram is, for one thing, super skinny. Sure. He needs to eat. Yeah. He's got to become an adult. That's what he's got to become. He's 21. I don't know. I I, I just feel like they, they need to get somebody... I'd rather I'd replace Mrs. Me if I'm calling the shots if it's feasible. I replace Brandon Ingram with somebody else. Yeah, but you're like the Brandon Ingram for Paul George trait. That's like, oh yeah, the the you know the whoever was offering the Rockets were offering five first rounders for Jimmy Butler. It's like, who are you trading him for? That's what I want to know. And I'll know. tell you if you're if it's a good trade. I mean, DeMar DeRozan is more of a guard. Yeah. But even somebody like him. I'd rather have him than Ingram. You're naming established NBA All-Stars. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know I am. But I think he's viewed as this huge piece. Would you rather have Danilo Gallinari? Than Brandon Ingram? Yeah, Yeah, I would. Long-term. I'm a Gallinari fan, by the way. But I'm just trying to think of somebody who's like... Not really Gallinari's an all-star. having a great year, by the way. I know. Not really an all-star. Playing really well. Back issues. He's already probably, he's been in the league eight but, years. Probably 27, 28. Yeah, he's been in the league eight years. Um, LeBron's only going to be, LeBron is in his prime. I'm saying if eight years from now, or five more years from now, he's Gallinari, you know? Like... I'm not saying he is. I like Gallinari. I've always been a Gallinari fan. He is. He should read Sarno and be an and be an all star. Yeah, but there. Look, it's just, for some guys. It takes a while. A lot of times, it's the guys who are the freshman freaks. It's like that's how. Look at all those guys. Who, well, let, let me ask you about another player then too. That maybe you might be. Oh, Ruther, you're too quick to judge him too. Andrew Wiggins, you're the number one overall pick. Yeah. Dude, you're the number one overall. You have to be a fucking star if you're the number one overall but pick. But it doesn't always work out that way. I know it doesn't, but <laughs> but if you're the number one overall pick, you got to be a really good player, man. Andrew Wiggins has not parlayed being a number one overall pick into the NBA. No, I agree with that. But he he's also, you know, he's just not an alpha scorer. He's, you know, he's a pretty good wing defender. Sure. But he's not like... Yeah, the the thing is, it's like you don't want to make a like. I don't think Andrew Wiggins was a bust. He's not Michael Ola Candy. You know what I mean? He's but, not Anthony Bennett. I yeah, know, but that's the way it goes. And also, you get guys in the at the tenth pick or the. I mean, Steph Curry was picked seventh, sure, ninth, some shit like that. Yeah, right? I think, I think he was seventh. Yeah. No, I understand evaluating talent. 
But you just it's not got, easy. But you just got to get a guy who's going to contribute for a long time, and then that's a win. And then if he becomes a superstar, now you, you got a fucking bonus. You yeah. know what I mean? That's why last year when they were talking about Luca, that's why I was so quick in the pre-show in our new uh, three-question pre-show that we do. Oh, this is new. Yeah. Like you want to do a three-question pre-show every episode. Yeah, now. why not? Get YouTube people... exclusive. Yeah, we did it. Somebody asked, was eight in the wrong pick? And I said, yeah. And it's easy. It's easy to answer that now because the Mavs got a sure thing. And everybody was talking about Luca being a sure thing, and they got a sure thing. So some drafts, there's sure thing guys, and you know they're going to be a sure thing, and you're like, this guy's a sure thing. It's not a question mark. We're taking him. We were right. That's a great year to be the guys who have the number one overall pick. And then there's other times where you're like, fuck, I don't know. Should we take this guy? Is he a sure thing? Is he not a sure thing? Last year, everybody agreed for the draft. Luca was a sure thing. Now, But I also heard that DeAndre Aiden was a sure thing. No one said that. Because he Jay Billis did for sure. Well, Jay Billis is a fucking idiot then. Because again, you're taking a guy who has, like Brandon Ingram, size and skill that if improved on can translate into if he was a sure thing, he'd be a sure thing. Right? That's how it works. Do you remember Shaquille O'Neal coming in the NBA? Sure thing. He came in, he started ripping down backboards. Yes. He started winning championships. Like He's fucking, he was a sure thing. Everybody's like, he's a sure thing. And then he came in and was fucking dominating. Like, Jay Billis can say he was a sure thing, but if he's a sure thing, then he'd be a sure thing. Yeah. And he's not. Shaq was drafted one overall because they sucked onto the Orlando Magic. I know the Phoenix Suns are in a down, you know, trend here, but like, he was on the Magic. He came in, started well, dominating. Well, him and Penny together. Well, if Shaq dominated fucking year one, Penny joined him. Shaq was banging on people. No, year I one. know. I'm not taking anything away from Shaq. I'm Where's saying, my DeAndre Ayton backboard rippings? Well, come on, Joe. We, we, I mean, we, we're not going to compare. Shaq is a once in a right. lifetime. That's what I'm saying. Player. That's what I'm saying. Sure things. Sure thing. That that I'm actually arguing. Against you in saying it's very, it's very hard to have it. Just because you have the number one overall pick doesn't mean that there's a sure thing there. Well, I want to bring up this thing, this article I read today. I skimmed through it on Bleacher Report from uh, Rick Buecher, claiming I found this very interesting. The title is "Why doesn't anyone want to play with LeBron anymore?" And basically, the synopsis of the article is that. M- Stars, we are just talking about the Kawhi Leonard's, yeah. the Paul George's of the world, do not want to be second fiddle right. to LeBron. Right. And there's some interesting quotes in here from, uh, of all people, Kevin Durant. Right. He says, it depends on what kind of player you are. If you're Kyle Korver, then it makes sense. Kyle in Atlanta was the bulk of the offense, even though he's not a number one option and not even close. So his talents benefit more from a guy who can pass and penetrate and get him the ball. If your younger player like Kawhi trying to get him with LeBron doesn't really make sense. Kawhi enjoys having the ball in his hands, controlling the offense, dictating the tempo with his post-ups, blah, 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 etc. Would you agree or disagree that the stars do not want to play with LeBron? I think the stars don't want to play with, with others. I think the majority of the time, 
a star doesn't want to be there that these guys who who think that they're the alpha dog on the team don't want to go somewhere where there's a question mark about who's the alpha. But that which always brings you back to how the greatest team ever formed was formed. Kevin Durant and Steph both have little bitch boy tendencies and play together. Because Steph's a fan favorite, and Steph has the crazy games, and Steph has the two MVPs, but Kevin Durant comes in, and he gets the finals MVPs, and it all works out for all them, and then Clay and, you know, could do his thing, and Draymond could talk shit. Look, it's a great situation, but I think that Kyrie leaving Cleveland was more about Kyrie than it was about LeBron. I think... Well, they talk about that in the article. Yeah. I think Paul George not wanting to like play with like, Here, but he's with Russell Westbrook. But here's what exactly, and here's what I think about these guys. It's funny because social media would tell you a different tale. Everyone would say, "Oh, it's just stars teaming up," or the idiot who hasn't watched basketball in ten years. You know, it's terrible basketball, and it's just stars teaming up. Well, that's actually not true. But I don't think these guys see long term. A lot of them. Here's what I'm going to say: this. If you look at those Bulls teams, right, Prano? We know all those players. I'm talking like the side piece of the side piece. We, 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 you and I can sit there and reel off the fucking Judd Bushlers to fucking Craig Hodges to Steve Kerr to Bill Wennington. Like we know those rosters. Even a guy like me who did not grow up in an NBA town at all, I know the Bulls rosters, right? So my argument is this to these guys who don't want to play with LeBron. Do you want to try to get championships? Because you're going to be known. Or do you just want to be the star of a shit team? I mean, I think it's a lot of different things. I think it's about getting paid. I think it's about getting your sneaker. I think it's about being the face of a franchise. I think it's a lot of different things. But the idea that like, it's kind of crazy to make the claim that stars don't want to play with LeBron when every single former all-star vet that becomes available immediately goes to LeBron. Tyson Chandler. Look at all all the years. How many, like, we can go back. I mean, Ray Allen, uh, you know, fucking Mike Miller, Mike Miller um, Tyson Chandler, Kyle Korver, uh, like every, every every team he's been on has gotten the guy yeah. that showed up and was like, oh, oh, holy shit, they got that guy now. Um, to to say, like, okay, who are the prime star, like in their prime stars, superstars that are playing together? The Warriors, the Rockets, really? Is that like a thing? Like, Chris Paul was cast aside. They traded him. Sixers. Boston. You got some stars playing together. But but who but I'm saying who's joined forces who was like, I want to play with Joel Embiid. You're talking via free agency. V- via a decision. Yeah. Via deciding to team up. Russell Westbrook and and Paul George. I mean it was a trade and then he decided to stay. Yeah. Okay. How's that going, by the way? Them and Carmelo Anthony, they're playing well this year. Thank God Carmelo Anthony left. But, like, 
Is that the move? If you're if you're Paul George, you really you really think it's in your best interest to say I'd rather play with Russell Westbrook? That's your move. Seems like the question is Paul George might think he's the the alpha there. No, you don't think Paul George thinks that? You I mean you think he thinks that? I don't know. Maybe it's a Kevin Durant, Steph Curry situation. I think what happens a lot is like where is it where is somebody where has somebody decided to go who is a superstar that is playing with a bigger superstar? Or a bigger star. They're like, I'm going there even though I know he's bigger than I am. Where does that happen? I guess the bigger question is, where has that happened throughout the history? Yeah, it's happened in Miami. Miami? I mean, you know, you can't really use any of those Bulls teams as examples. No, you can't really use that Boston team as an example because, like... What about Clyde Drexler joining the Houston Rockets? I mean... Was he past his prime at that point? Mostly, but also, like, Hakeem was, like, fucking winning the MVP. Sure, good point. Right? Yeah. Like, wasn't he the MVP the year before, or was it... I don't know. I think he was. Well, regardless, Brandon Ingram, get rid of him. <laughs> uh, look, I, I, I'm, I'm not. I have not made any decision on Brandon Ingram whatsoever yet, other than like, yeah, he's 21. Show me, like, would it be nice if he was showing you a little bit more at 21? Sure, but yeah, I get you. You think I win this bet with Tripoli? Yeah, probably. Because I think the Clippers are just likely to play um, a good brand of basketball, but come playoff time, it's who's got the biggest star. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll tell you what. I talked to Tripoli the other night on some exclusive NBA version of Punch Drunk. I think it was on his Patreon or something like that. You know who's undefeated is Jerry West, man. That guy fucking turns teams around. Yeah. That guy shows up. He's turning your team around. I mean, how many times does this guy have to do it? Lakers, Memphis, Golden State, Clippers? The Clippers? Clippers were on Clippers were on their deathbed. They're tied for first in the West. Took them like six weeks. And Triple A and I were talking about it, what he did, which was, I think, I don't know if he did it on purpose, but obviously they took the GM reins away from Doc Rivers. I don't think Doc Rivers is a great coach. I've been pretty open about that. Uh, They've almost left him with a roster that he's unable to fuck up. Like he's unable to fuck up the rotations because everybody's like this level of serviceable. Yeah. It's not like, hey, put my kid in for 40 minutes. Like, no, what are you doing? Well, he's hey. not on the team anymore. I know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. They got rid of the guys who he just decided were going to sure. be like his go-tos. Everybody now is like this like medium level of good. Can I say a take that I know I'm going to get murdered for? Sure. Who's the Clippers play-by-play TV guy? He's been doing it forever. I don't know. He goes, bingo. You know, like that's yeah, his phrase. Yeah, yeah. 
instead of yes, Marv Albert. I'm not a fan. Is that you're gonna get crucified for that? Well, because he's been doing it forever. I can just hear Chris Wilde somewhere losing his mind. We'll have to have him on the Christmas show. Who's who's their play by play guy? We can, we can officially book Chris Wilde for the Christmas NBA spectacular, right? So he can drop his Christmas album. Maybe. Very Christmas Wild. He has a Christmas album? Yeah. For real? Yeah. I think he's a quarter of the way done. I love Chris Wilde. I think I've made that very clear. No, I've never noticed. I'm such a huge Chris Wilde fan. Who's the Clippers play-by-play guy? I don't know. Bingo was his name, though. God, why am I getting one million texts during our podcast? Ignore them, dude. I know, but I have a lot going on. No, you're on a fucking show right now. Ignore them. Why can't you just ignore them? Okay, I have business. This is fucking business, All right, bro. so find out who does bingo, and then I'll get back to you. Is that your fucking manager? Yes. Does she know you're doing a podcast right now? I don't think so, but I'm going to tell her. Tell her, I am doing a podcast right now. Who the fuck? Ralph Lawler. Yeah. Enters his final season. This is his final year as the Clippers play-by-play guy. Let's see how long old Ralph has been doing it. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan of old Ralph. Because he's a, he's just kind of a he's kind of a cheddar dick. I'll just be honest. He's eighty years old. I mean, I kind of feel bad calling an eighty year old man a cheddar dick. Nah, a lot of eighty year old men are cheddar dicks. But he's kind of a cheddar dick. I mean, holy shit! He goes back to the San Diego Clippers days. Is he related to Jerry the King Lawler? It's a good question. These are his catchphrases: Bingo, bank shot, Bingo. <laughs> Plus one. Oh me, oh my. The lob, the jam. Look at that, says Andy. Bingo mama. That's my, my bingo mama keychain. It's actually not mine. It's my ladies, but. Wedgie? These are his, these are, according to Wikipedia, these are some of his catchphrases. My computer, like mine, tells me that's. Yeah. I, who's watching Clippers games with the fucking sound on? Well, I did tonight, mistakenly. Yeah. I, I watch almost no basketball with the sound on. I mean, I watch Knicks basketball with the sound on. It's him and Corey Maggette, just so you know. Wow. Thank God I've never watched a Clippers game with the sound on. It should be Chris Wilde. Solo, like Vin Scully. God, <laughs> you have such a man crush. I'm just such a fan. Such a man crush. Okay, and the last NBA thing I do want to cover is the latest from Markel Fultz. This is so funny to me. He is now diagnosed with thoracic outlet syndrome. Yeah. Also known as... uh, TMS. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) According to the Mayo Clinic, thoracic outlet syndrome is a group of disorders that... He didn't go to the actual Mayo Clinic, though. He went to a clinic filled with mayonnaise because (laughs) who the fuck is giving him this stupid syndrome diagnosis maybe all right welcome to hellman's uh turns out you're a bitch <laughs> like what? rub some miracle whip on it and get out of here maybe that would help his game if he just ate tons of mayonnaise it's not sandwiches. gonna hurt his game <laughs> i mean seriously maybe now that's a bust Mark that's, what a, that's what a bust looks yeah, like, yeah. Andy. That's a bust. Guy can't play, can't shoot. Going to the Mayo his, Clinic. His, his free throws look like Charles Barkley hitting a drive. You know what I mean? Like, 
like, are you sword fighting somebody? Well, this is what thoracic outlet syndrome is. It's a group of disorders that occur when a blood vessel or nerves in the space between your collarbone and your first rib are compressed. This can cause pain in your shoulders and neck and numbness in your fingers. None of these are relevant to him. So I don't know why they chose this one. Let me continue. Common causes of thoracic outlet syndrome include physical trauma from a car accident, repetitive injuries from job or sports-related activities, Certain anatomical defects, such as having an extra rib. <laughs> what? I mean, these are ridiculous. These are absurd. And pregnancy. I didn't even get to that one. And yeah. pregnancy. Might be the issue. Uh, it's just making me think, did Jack Nicholson and Easy Rider have that when he was all <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick? <laughs> can we get Can we get uh, somebody, can Nick uh, D'Alessandro or somebody who's able to put Markel Fultz on uh, Jack Nicholson and Easy Rider? Like, Nick, Nick, Nick. Nick, Nick, swamp. No, I, I want to go one further. Can we photo? Can we get a video of Jack Nicholson, like his head, put it on Markel Fultz shooting a free throw? Oh, even better, right? <laughs> yeah, the reverse. Both work. Whose idea was this? Who was the guy on the Sixers or on Markel Fultz's team who said um, got- his agent? <laughs> We got to come up with something. Yeah, his agent. His agent was like, we need an excuse for this. Dr. Seuss's thorax. Yeah. That's it. Like, what are we talking about here? Why can't we just admit it? I'm sure it's tough. You just said it. He's a bust. I know it sucks. Well, But why can't we just say, look, dude, I have mental problems. I yeah, got to fix that's it. That's the thing. Is like Once you admit it. That's he, the first step. Like being a bust physically isn't any worse than being a bust mentally, right? Like I get that some things are out of your control, but don't just like go see a fucking sports psychologist. Go see Dr. Schechter. Yeah. See my, see my boy Shekty. Old Shekty will help you. I don't, I don't think that's his nickname, but I just gave it to him. Old Shekty. I mean, Schefter, Shefty. Schechter has got to be Shekty. Yeah. I'm gonna send him a message actually tomorrow. I'm gonna ask him. He's like, dude, I'm busy with busy with patients. Yeah. Like, yo, what do you think of Markel? Well, have Fultz? you thought about having Markel Fultz as a pay- patient? He was the number two overall pick. He could probably pay number you some one money. overall, wasn't he? Was he one overall? Yeah. They picked Ben Simmons, then him. No, it was two different drafts. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like back to back years. I, I think maybe. Right. I just spit all over this. I think it did. Markel Fultz. Number one, we should know this, Prano. I think he was the number one overall. Come on, pick. we should know this. Yeah, number one overall pick. Well, there's a lot of trades in that draft, if you recall. I blame his hair too. I'm not feeling his new hair. Go back to the flat top, bro. But it's just a disaster. He can't. The flat top was weighing down his head, which was giving him a neck thing. It was which was connected to his ribs. Yeah. My flat top's connected to my rib bones. My <laughs> rib bones connected to my free throws. Free throws connected to my contract. My contract's going out the window. I knew you were going to go there with that. I'm like, please let Prano go there with that. Well, that is our NBA news of this week. We usually don't even start NBA till Christmas, till a very Christmas wild episode. That's not true. We've been covering it all year. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. What else we got? Well... We got lots of stuff, Joe. One, Urban Meyer is retiring. I've heard of him. Have you yeah. heard of him? Uh, he's retiring again? Yeah. 
How many he, times has he retired? Has he retired more than Michael Jordan? So he retired from Florida. And then he instantly, a few months later, decided to sign a contract with ESPN. He was a color commentator the next season, college football. Then, did he retire again before Ohio State? So he's retiring from the he's retiring from college football or is he retiring from football entirely is he retiring from college football to become the packers coach or is he retiring from college football to take a year off and become the usc coach i would hedge my bets toward usc okay there's no way clay helton is going to be the usc coach for too many years dude this is so ridiculous what's even more ridiculous are the dumb ohio fanboys who are defending a guy who covers up domestic abuse, and also are defending... Guys, his health, is it really that bad? Is it is it so bad that he can't coach? There no. is no fucking way. I want to see... Well, men- he already retired for it once and then came back and coached. Yeah. So, what the fuck are we talking about? I have to read this statement from Chris Carter. Because, of course, you know... Come he- on, man! This is what Chris Carter said... On First Things First on... I don't think that's the name of the show. Is it, it is. First Things First? Fox Sports 1, First Things First. He wants to coach, but physically he can't. But he just did all season. Right. Anyway, he can't do this anymore. Urban Meyer is a good man, and he's had a tremendous impact wow. on young people. He's had a tremendous impact on young people. He can't do this anymore. I think it's been well documented as for this is what they keep saying as for the cyst on his brain. By the way, does he have the same medical doctor as Markel Fultz? Listen to this medical diagnosis. When he gets agitated, upset, when he gets in coaching mode, it becomes almost impossible for him to coach because the cyst begins to leak fluid which leads to not a migraine headache who said this but a splitting headache this is all from chris carter no so his cyst only acts up when he's uh fourth and goal well there are there are symptoms when there are there are some symptoms that occur when he's not coaching when he's less stressed the cyst so what happens is because the cyst is on his brain you know your eye is right next to your brain it's like basically attached so the cyst actually pushes on his eye as it as it's as it begins to stop swelling when he's not in coaching mode it actually pushes on the back of his eye making it unable to see clear as day digital pictures of a woman who has been beat up by his assistant coach oh yeah so it also affects his orbital socket interesting yeah so now, but then when it swells it kind of like goes up yeah but then when it when it stops swelling it comes down and then goes right in his eye so we know yeah. why he never saw those text messages. Right. Because that wasn't when he was in coaching mode. But that was in when, when it was on. ballooning down. Does this also affect his hearing? Because his wife received tons of text messages with pictures of domestic abuse. And I'm sure she talked to him. Yeah. No, I, don't, I think that's just him being an asshole. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's that one. Just wanted to make sure on that. Yeah. So you got to hear more of this. Chris Carter continues on. Do I have to hear you, more you of have it? To. You have to. When we saw him doubled over on the sideline, that was not because of anything else but the cyst and it rupturing. There's a few things potentially that he could do. He could rest. The second one is to have a procedure. When the fuck did Chris Carter become a doctor? Yeah. The second one is to have a procedure done where they could relieve the pressure. 
which he'll do next season before he coaches USC. The best doctors for this procedure, Chris Carter continued, the best doctors for this specific <laughs> procedure are out in Los Angeles. And he's going to see a doctor in Los Angeles. If, if you're wondering why he's going to Los Angeles in the next couple of weeks, the best fake cis brain doctor is at, you know, whatever medical. And- well, hold on, Prano. I'm connecting some dots here. Yeah. If I recall, and I remember this vividly, because we did this episode in the old Sideshow Network studio, the episode about Chris Carter and the fall guy. Chris Carter is Urban Meyer's fall guy. Yeah. He has a national TV program. First things first, not the best name, by the way. Wasn't was Chris Carter? Did Chris Carter have a domestic violence thing back in the day? Did he have a domestic violence rap, or he was just a drug addict? He was definitely on drugs. He was an alcoholic. Alcoholic. Okay. Yeah, because he's talked about that. So Chris Carter. Well, Chris Carter is apparently off the wagon. <laughs> he's like he's the thing. The cis is all over the place. You're like, why are you slurring your words? Like, I'm not slurring my words. Cis be crazy. Come on, man. Cis be This guy can't be coached with cis. World star. You're like, what? Why are you yelling? World star. Maybe that would explain why he stole the meme that Jay Lloyd made for us. Yeah, because he's drunk. Can we talk about that? We never mentioned that. Jay Lloyd made an amazing... Or no, no, title, hold on, hold on. title for the episode, Chris, the stress of defending Urban Meyer has caused Chris Carter to fall off the wagon. A little long, but I think we it'll work. Actually, it wasn't Jay Lloyd. Excuse me. It was Charlie. It was Charlie. Yeah. My apologies. You guys both yeah, do great. Charlie. You guys yeah. do both. You guys both do great work, Charlie so I mix it. them up. Stole Charlie's meme, and then Chris Carter never even apologized. Why would he? He's drunk. He, he, he doesn't only remember. apologizes for Urban Meyer. He saved them all for one guy. It's unbelievable, though. It's Urban Meyer shit. I was talking to my nurses. Like, why do you have nurses? When I brought him in for an MRI, you're not a doctor, Chris Carter. Did you look at any of the tweets, though? No. When, when his retirement was announced? No. It's very split down the middle. And again, you said this last episode. Guys, you can be a fan of Ohio State. You don't have to act like you're defending a guy who might have covered up a woman getting her ass kicked. Again, he didn't do anything. Nothing happened. The reports found nothing. Like, what are we What are we trying to do here? Yeah. Don't be that guy. Uh, again, the report, all this stuff, the, the, what it all comes down to is Urban Meyer is not responsible for what his assistant coach did. I... Don't believe in this whole thing of like, this guy should know this because he's a coach. The team should have done this to find out. No, 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 no. We're just talking about, dude, you you so clearly lied. Just to people's faces. You're just a dick. You're just a liar and a dick. But it's not just that. The same thing happened to Florida. Right. All that shit went down. Right. And he got the fuck out of there. Yeah. All this shit's going down in Columbus. He's getting the fuck out of there. Yeah. He's going to come to SC. He's going to build them up. But but it's not just him. They all do it. Look look, look who's done it. Pete Carroll's done it. Yeah, uh, Chip Kelly did it at Oregon. All these coaches do it. They know the shit's about to hit the fan. They get the hell out of Dodge. They take a job somewhere else. But just be like, you know, just be blatant about it. Pete Carroll wasn't like, I have AIDS. <laughs> I'm going to the NFL. I got AIDS. 
You're like, what? Bush did 9-11 and I have AIDS. You're like, why are you saying this? I took the Seahawks job. They have great AIDS doctors. <laughs> no, they don't. Yes, they do. Matt Hasselbeck had AIDS. Their doctors cured him. I'm going to the Seahawks. You'll see when they play in the Rose Bowl. You'll hear the announcers. Yeah. They're all they're all part of it. Yeah. I told you Gus Johnson was doing that during the Michigan game. An Urban Meyer and his health concerns that he has here. You're like, dude, if he I don't know anybody who has serious health concerns on the sideline of a football game. Yeah. Name name one person. But he already did this and then he came back. What the fuck are we talking about? Like how dumb do you have to be? I guess the same amount of dumb to believe that his wife didn't tell him text messages that were sent to her. Yeah. But how dumb do you have to be for him to do it a second time? Like, this is some Isaiah Thomas shit. This isn't, you didn't just trade for Eddie Curry. Then you fucking signed Eddie Curry to the max. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> can we just, all right, you made a mistake. Just don't do that again. He's like, no, I'm definitely sick. Definitely retiring from football. All right, see you in two years. Will he be coaching in two years? Yes. I say hell yeah. Of course he will. And I like the USC. I think it's going to be USC. Yeah. And he'll turn them back into a powerhouse again. And then shit will happen, and then I'll leave. And then I'll leave. And I'll be like, I have shingles. <laughs> I got to go. These shingles are crazy. Urban Meyer, once again, his first job, my high school. So there's six degrees of old denty here. Yeah. His first job, a defensive back coach. It's even on his Wikipedia. St. Xavier High School. Old Urban. So, Ruther did Urban Meyer? <laughs> <laughs> But 7-0 against Michigan. They love saying that. 7-0 against Michigan. Yeah. With assist, bro. Yeah. Um, XFL, Prano. They announced the eight cities. One of them is... Jay Cutler playing in the XFL? One of them is LA. Because don't care. You won't go to an XFL game with me? No. I don't. Care. Yeah, you will. Why would I? Because it'll be a shit show. The the cities you know are. There's another football league that's starting as well, right? No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's another football league. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Well, the eight cities, which have the reincarnation of the XFL, which will happen in 2020 will be New York, New Jersey, Dallas, Houston, L.A., St. Louis, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and D.C. They will play in the StubHub Center out here. They'll play in the StubHub Center. Okay. Okay, legit question. Do they draw more fans than the Chargers? Yes. Probably. Guarantee they do. Well, I mean, the Chargers are doing okay on selling tickets, right? Just not to their fans. Yes, I believe that's correct. So. I think I think the XFL fans, anybody will, just any ticket sales will be good. What if Urban Meyer came back to coach the XFL? Yeah. And they did a whole like WWE yeah, thing with like, it? I needed an extreme method to get rid of my cyst. <laughs> yeah. You know He's the, the Undertaker. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> I know. Just Urban Meyer grabbing the ropes. <laughs> I know we've asked a lot of you guys, our video and Photoshop specialist. K 
can we get one of Urban Meyer <laughs> kicking open the coffin like the Undertaker? Sitting up. Yeah, with an X <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah. <laughs> Crushing beer cans, chugging them together. <laughs> I'm going to make sure all these happen. What are the ones we need? We need this. <laughs> And we need who else we do need we need? Jack Nicholson, Markel Fultz one. Jack Nicholson, Markel Fultz, <laughs> and Urban Meyer <laughs> coming from as the, the coffin un- as the Undertaker to coach the XFL. Unfucking believable. Yeah, it's not going to last long. I don't know. We'll see. There's a third. Who's the former Colts? Is it Bill Polian? I think Bill Polian is also starting a another football league. Put that in. Put Bill Poley in Football League. Well, I know, according to this article, former NFL coaches John Fox and Jim Caldwell are consultants. Okay. Is that what you're thinking? No. <laughs> For the Not. XFL. Bill There's po- a third Football League happening. LeBron just had a hammer dunk through the lane, by the way. Okay. New Football League, LeapFrogs, XFL. Jesus Christ. Told you. The NFL's Developmental League, the AAF. A television film producer and Hall of Fame NFL executive. So it's going to be Bill Polian and Charlie Ebersol, who used to run NBC Sports. Yeah. Old Dick Ebersol. Or no, no, no. He's the son of Dick Ebersol. Charlie. So he's actually young Dick, not old Dick. The Alliance of American Football. Yeah. Has a February 9th, 2019 launch and a CBS contract? That's going to be a cuck cam bonanza. Alliance of American Football. It sounds like a political action committee. Yeah. Alliance of Football America? No, the other way around. But yeah, the Alliance of American Football. Whatever. (laughs) I have dyslexia. It offers three-year, $25,000 player contracts that include an out clause if they get a crack at the NFL. Three-year, 25000 There's bonus money for everything from marketing to public appearances, which is where bigger-name NFL players, of course, make their money. Oh, this is what I love. This article is from, from August 10th. They couldn't have been more wrong. Consider New Orleans Saints backup Taysom Hill, who won't play behind Drew Brees this season, but ostensibly could be the face of the Alliance franchise for a year or two. Well, newsflash, he's playing about 15 snaps a game, and he's having a great year. Will Des Bryant play for this league? Trent Richardson? No, Des Bryant is so clearly playing for the XFL. I guarantee you he's been signed to a deal already. Yeah. To throw up the axe. I guarantee you. The thing about the XFL is in it like isn't it like gonna be the super conservative football league? Aren't didn't they do like the opposite of what everybody thought? Everybody was like, they should bring back the XFL where they don't give a fuck if people stand and Yeah. And Vince McMahon's like, everybody's gonna stand because standing is American. Yeah. You can't have a criminal record. Yeah. You have to have served in a on a military base at some point the, in your life. The criminal record one, how are they going to get around that? Yeah. Everybody's quarterback's just going to be some kid from the fucking Coast Guard. 
mean, everybody's got a criminal record. Yeah. Including Urban Meyer. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, I have a criminal record. Yeah. You have a criminal record. Everybody has a criminal record. Like, how are you going to get out of that one? Right. They're going to play really shitty football. In fact, if you've never had handcuffs around you, I think you're suspect. Yeah, at least sexually. Yeah. I haven't had that, actually. Handcuffs? In the bedroom? No. I don't think I've done that. Get, get yourself some handcuffs, bro. You've been reading that Fifty Shades of Dent? What are you reading over there? <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, I was in the handcuffs before that shit was even fucking written. You were in the handcuffs? I was not I was in handcuffs. I was an in two. What kind of girls you dating, Prano? Some crazy ones back in the day. Where'd you get handcuffed to? The bed. <laughs> Giving up a lot of control, man, and power. Yeah. yeah. You worried she was going to do some uh, basic instinct shit to you? The thought had to have crossed your mind. Yeah. Um, nah. I trusted her. I also trusted I could have kicked her in the face if shit went, shit went down. You could have Kareem hunted her. Yeah, exactly. Okay, bigger question then. Who is is Kareem Hunt in the NFL before Urban Meyer is coaching again? Yeah, because... He'll Ur- be on a team next year. Yeah, and Urban Meyer will take off next year, right? Yeah, good point. Well, in hockey news, Joe Prano, let's just mow through this. Seattle has been awarded the 32nd NHL franchise. It's great. Good for them. Yeah. I like Seattle. It's a fun city. They stole their basketball team. They sent them to fucking Oklahoma, which is honestly just disrespectful and rude. Um, Good for them. It's uh, basically Vancouver. Like, it's almost Canada. Fucking, they should have a hockey team. Good for Seattle. Do you think that'll affect them getting an NBA team? Could only help, right? Would help Las Vegas get another team. Right. So, yeah. I, feel like, I mean, I don't know if they're making an arena up there or fixing the old arena. They're, I, what I read, they're going to put $750 million into renovate Key Arena. It's a lot of money. Seems like you should just build a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Ruth is like, I'm putting forty grand into fixing my old Tercel. I've decided. No, I thought you were going to go with the... It sounds like Ruth are renovating the smut studio. Yeah, yeah. Five years from now, he's going to be... Like I put $1.2 million into the smut studio. Like You know you could have bought a house for that, right? You know, we were going to do the thing where my car went into the demolition derby, uh, but instead I I put forty grand into my 2000 Corolla. Uh, forty grand is what you could buy a Corolla for. Bro, I'm nowhere near the car situation right now. What do you mean? Well, I'm taking the mayor's advice, and he's giving good advice. I'm sure he's listening to this right now, but... Dealers are, they don't want to give me any quotes unless I'm there. I had a guy completely ghost me yesterday. I mean, what are you trying to do? Buy a car over the phone? No, I'm trying to get some numbers via text because they text me nonstop. And when I let them know, like this guy, dude, you know, I don't have a car. Just give me a quote. Completely radio silent. Just go to a car dealer, bro. I know you're right, and then just you're gonna have out. to eventually. He's gonna be like, okay, I've gone to three. Yeah, it's not like I haven't gone. But I'm saying, like, what, if he texts you back and you got a number, it's like, cool, send it over. <laughs> Drive over the paperwork. My new car. No, the dude yesterday we were going back and forth, 
And I was straight up honest with him. Like, dude, just give just give me a quote. I don't have a car. Dude, I mean, who's sketchier than car dealers? Nobody. That's right. the point. So you got to go in there and you got to get in his office. He's got to play fucking mind games with you, you know? He's been reading The Art of the Deal, Coffees for Closers. They probably hired some 10-year-old kid to sit in the office next to him in a suit and tie and creep you out. You're like, what kind of circus is this? Why did they hire a child? Why did they open with the child dealer? Go to that kid, by the way. Use your... Uh, not a lot of people you could probably assert your physical presence over. Do like Go buy a car from that fucking midget. He fell off. He fell off? He was texting me a bunch. And, and then, then his I- mom took his phone. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, yo, you still got those, Toro- those Toyota Corolla hatchbacks? Yo, son, you still got those hatchbacks, son? You got those hatchbacks, son? He goes, we sold them all during Black Friday. This is the Marina Del Rey Toyota dealership. And I said, you don't have any. You're out. He goes, we sold all of them Black Friday. We could maybe get another one. but And then I was like, I'm not dealing with this shit. I'm two weeks into the car search. You got to jump on those hatchbacks when they're available. I'm going to go to Toyota. What I'll do is Friday, I will go to Toyota Santa Monica. But seriously, guys, just give me a fucking quote. It's annoying. I've gotten one quote out of three dealerships. They want you to sign then and there. I'm like, that's not happening. Yeah. Are that many people idiots that just do that? Probably. Sold. Like, like that many people do it? Yeah. They're like, I think I like it. And they're like, well, technically you're it. And they're like, what? No, I didn't agree to that. No, you bought this car. Yeah. It's yours now. Well, you know what has been uh, a great addition to my life, and I know to your life, Prado, because you lost a bunch of underwear, is those amazing chill boys. Chill boys. Look at these. You sent me some after I lost my underwear. And I got to say, I do quite enjoy them. These are like the mesh ones. Yeah. Look at you, these. You know, there's a lot of, uh, I hear a lot of the same fabric being thrown around by other underwear companies. This is definitely a, a fabric all its own. It's very, very lightweight. The air just flows through it. It's kind of like meshy. You know what I like about the Chill Boys? What do you like? Should we like display it a little better? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just held them up. You guys can look if you're watching live on YouTube. Here's what I like about Chill Boys is that... I ran Monday. I ran 15 miles Monday. Didn't expect to do that. I had some major chafing. I wasn't wearing these. I had some major chafing because I have like my runner shorts. Yep. Like to the point I was bleeding. I was that guy. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't but, paying attention to it. I don't know much. if Chill Boys wants this in their ad read, no, but no, please continue. No, no, no. This has nothing to do with them. Right. But then after I showered, yeah. I needed some space. I couldn't put on the tight because a lot of times the boxer briefs are too tight. I put on a pair of Chill Boys and my legs felt chill, brah. I had some airflow. They're great. They have the the bamboo boxers, the performance boxers, and the boxer briefs. Got three styles, and they gave us all three styles. Dirtballs, time to upgrade your undies. That's right. Upgrade them undies, fam. Use our promo code DIRTY20, D-I-R-T-Y 20, at chillboys.com to save 20% on your first order. That's dirty twenty to save twenty percent. Once again, that's chill boys. Just see chill boys. C H I I. I can't even say it. C H I L L boys. Chill boys. Chillboys.com 
to save 20% on your first order. And uh, I'll tell you what, guys. They're perfect for your balls. You are dirt balls after all. Yeah. It'll give you some room, some flexibility. In these winter months, I was like, too, you get a nice full boxer, put it on under some sweats, just settle in, settle in by the fire, put your slippers on. You know, I'm wearing a pair right now. Should I show everybody? I'd rather you don't. You don't want me to take off my nah. pants? Yeah. Anyway, showboys.com, and that's promo code DIRTY20. All right, Prano, time to get to our NFL picks. You are, uh, you've lost. Can we just agree? I, I mean, I already said that, but if you're going to be a dick about it, then I will retract that and say, no, I think there's still a chance that old choking Denty just serves it up, goes zero the rest of the years. Are you down 17 points? I don't think it was that. I think you did some math wrong last time, but could be. All right. I got the lines up. Can you see them on the big screen? Well, I have to put my glasses on to tell you. Can you see them on the big screen? Can you see them on the big screen? How do I make this bigger? Yeah, so I thought I can see them now. Hold on. But you wear glasses a lot of the time. You just never wear them inside. No, I I, I got to get I got to upgrade my uh prescri- I got to get glasses again. All right, is that better? We should get a glasses sponsor. Yeah, don't name names until they give us money. All right, can you see that now? I, I could see it the whole time. Look at that. I saw it before when it was the small. Wonder, You're the one that needs it now. The wonders of technology. Should I see how many points you're down by? Let me let me go to Twitter. No, let's. Can we just you don't make these picks? You don't I, want, I mean, This is not going to be part of my strategy anyway. Well, Prano, I, I hate to rub it in, but I'm going to. You had this master strategy last week. We had seven games, seven games differently. You lost six of those seven. Yeah. A lot so, of people let me down. What do you want me to tell you? So what was your strategy last week? Oh, well, my this wasn't a one-week strategy. I have a long-term strategy. And that was only phase one. Phase one did not go as planned. We're going to have to... I don't see an updated list here. Mata, come on. Get your fucking shit together. Get, I mean, get it together. I mean, he's doing it for free. Get it together. What, it doesn't I mean, matter. Before we, are we talking all about Paul Goldschmidt being traded to the Cardinals? You can talk about it. I think it's fantastic for both teams because he probably wasn't signing and staying with the Diamondbacks next season. So the Cardinals made a move, and the Cardinals, I assume, are hoping that the best fans in the world can convince Paul Goldschmidt to stay. And I like the move. I, I actually picked the Cardinals last year to be the representative in the National League. It wasn't really based on a lot other than they hadn't been there in a while. But they were on the verge of being a playoff team, and I think he helps them significantly. And they got a ton of players for him. The Diamondbacks, that is. I know where he played. I'm not the biggest baseball guy, but I knew that. I was just saying they, and then I said they again. It was confusing as to who I was then talking about. So I said the Diamondbacks. They got a lot of pieces for him. Cardinals are always in the hunt. We know that. Right. They're, they're always they've there. added a big-time first baseman. Yeah. MVP candidate. They're always there. I Paul be- Goldschmidt, early MVP odds, you know, get in that early. Okay, we can put the underwear down now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, are you touting this underwear all show? I'm going to be in St. Louis in March. Great. Baseball won't have started yet. No. But- Pretty excited to announce I've been asked to be a best man. Wow. First time ever. Wow. Means guess who's giving a speech, bitches? Man. 
First time. Who's who are you the best man of? My friend Jesse, my college buddy. He's the last one standing outside he's, of me. He's the guy who you go to uh, Vegas with, right? Yeah. Yeah. This commercial is making me sick. Yeah. I, I just I had some acid reflux and I burped right there. You ever given a best man speech? Yes. Numerous. It's the first time ever for me. Yeah. I big- crush, bro. My best man speeches are le- of things of legend. I gave Mikey's. I gave my friend Neil's. Yeah, my friend Tony's. Is that it? Three? There's one more, but I'm forgetting, which is not a good sign for your best man. No. <laughs> but yeah, Mikey, Tony, Neil, maybe that is three. Yeah. All of them very different. All of them. Uh... I'm, sh- I'm shocked that Mikey didn't have John give the speech. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey's was f- amazing. Uh, I just got to take all of my shots at Mikey. I even threw in some real ones there. Uh, and then my friend Neil, I just basically roasted his wife because she made us all go to San Diego for the wedding, which is actually the wedding that I came out here for and then was like, I'm going to move to Southern California. So I guess in a way. Worked out. Yeah. But like all of everybody came from everywhere to San Diego where like five of her family members were. And I was like, well, this needs to be discussed. And then uh, we're in the early stages of bachelor party discussion. Nice. He tossed out. Jesse doesn't mess around. He's like Vegas, New Orleans or Miami. I was like, oh, shit. Well, you guys go to Vegas every year. But we, we also have to look at everybody else involved. Right. Let me. Can I can I give you my two cents? New Orleans. These are the early. New Orleans is the best. I'm not against any of these. Go to New Orleans. When's the bachelor party? He's getting married. Uh, He's getting married in March. March 2nd. Wow. That's pretty soon, dude. I know. I got some work to do. I mean. I got to write a speech. I got to prepare a bachelor party. So there's a lot of work to do. Hold on. I gotta do- you trying to do some math? No. What are you looking up? You got a spot new? Well, that's right after uh, Tuesday, March 5th is Fat Tuesday. You go. But you go the week before. You go to Mardi Gras. And March 4th is our 500th episode. And his his wedding is March, March 2nd. March 2nd. There's a lot going on. So you go to New Orleans. I go with you. You fly to St. Louis for the wedding. I stay in New Orleans. You fly back for the 500. And we do our 500th episode in New Orleans? Yeah. No, but either way, even if it's not during Mardi Gras, you should go to you should go to New Orleans. It's the best. It's the best of those three places. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see what the other guys want to do. Anyway, week fourteen. Where's your buddy live? St. Louis. My the the crew that I know is kind of spread out too. Right. St. Louis, Minneapolis, Omaha, Chicago. Me in L.A., so it's like mostly Midwest. Right. Gotcha. All right. Jacksonville at Tennessee is the Thursday night game. The Titans are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you got? Jacksonville just came off a big win where they scored six points. Yeah. They scored six points. Um, Man, this is tough because four-and-a-half is a little bigger than I would think it would be considering they just held a team scoreless. Tennessee's... 
just barely squeaked by the Jets. But I'm going Tennessee. I think Jacksonville's still pretty bad. And Tennessee is better than their record even. I'm going Jacksonville. It's going to be a dog shit bad game to watch. Low scoring defense. Cody Kessler versus your boy, Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Who is eh. He's eh. That's what he is. He's so-so. He's nothing special, Prano. Okay. I think he's a good quarterback. Ah, good? Yeah, good. He's good. What does good mean to you? I mean, we've literally done this 100 times. I know, but like... He's their franchise quarterback. Let me let me. I we went over we me, we literally did this three weeks ago. Are the Rams better or worse if he just if you trade him straight up for Jared Goff? I think they're still better with Goff. Uh, I'm not sure. That's true. Well, let me ask you this, Mister Fitzmagic. Yeah. Are the Titans better or worse with Ryan Fitzpatrick? They're very similar. It, it's it's this is exactly what I was talking about when we were on the train with now it's official Tug Coker and his buddy. Um, you were like, who's who would be better off, the Redskins or with Alex Smith or with Ryan Fitzpatrick? It's like that's why I always break quarterbacks into classes because there's a million different ways to fucking skin a cat. But Alex Smith is going to give you only so many wins because he plays the fucking safest brand of football ever, and. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he might win you some games you didn't think you were going to win, but he might lose you some games you didn't think you were going to lose. But in the end, they become the same thing. So it's basically the same question for Marcus Mariota. I think now it's hard to judge Marcus Mariota on this on these Texans teams or in these Titans teams because I feel like they specifically don't want him to do a lot. Like he's been pretty accurate. But they're not throwing the ball a ton. They're trying to get by on defense. They're trying to get by on running the ball. Now, you could argue they don't trust him, right? Um, Or you could argue that's just their strategy in the AFC South. But I think it's the exact same thing. Marcus Mariota is going to play very in his lane. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to drive all around the highway. In the end, you're probably going to get there at the same time. They're both good quarterbacks in terms of what you can get out of them they're not great they're not mediocre they're not bad they're They're both average quarterbacks they're both mediocre quarterbacks that's my take you say good i say average mediocre moving on the new york jets are at the buffalo bills three and a half point bills favorites i'm gonna take the jets the jets uh I mean, it's a Jets-Bills game. What the fuck are we talking about? Should any who's? I mean, I'm taking the Jets because it's a fucking it's a Jets-Bills game. I'm gonna take the Jets too. Close game, another shitty low-scoring game. All right, your Giants at Washington Redskins. Now, Colt McCoy injured Monday Night Football against the Eagles. Sanchez comes in. Who the fuck? Sanchez starting? Yeah. You hate to do this. You hate to do it, but you got to do it. What, what do you, you hate know, to do? You know what we got to do. What? You know what we got to do. What do we got to do? Come on, guys. He's got to win this collusion case. Oh. He's just got to win. He's just got to win this collusion case. Uh, Sanchez is a bad. Is, is, there's a lot worse examples than Sanchez, but 
I've actually never been a Sanchez hater. Like the butt fumble thing is whatever. But doesn't that offense and how Alex? My point is, Alex Smith was their starter. Cap and and Alex Smith were on the 49ers together run this, this a very similar offense. Correct. Say, sorry, say that again. Jesse Stango, by the way, just hit me up on text. This is important. FYI, Insane Clown Posse is performing their next concert in New Orleans, February 16th and 17th. <laughs> Ruther wants to fulfill his bet during his bachelor party. Well, I mean, come on. That's pretty That's pretty. That's pretty important. I'm, I'm glad he texted me with that. Just, you, some, just something to think about. Do you think... My friends, all married dudes with kids, are going to go to the St. Cloud Posse concert. Married dudes in their late 30s. Sounds like probably who's at a insane Cloud Posse concert. You think it's young kids who have been super into the Posse? ICP? Um, so go on about Sanchez. What were you saying? What I was saying is Alex Smith and Kaepernick kind of come from that same mold. As far as 49ers style, because they played the 49ers. Yeah. But Gruden, Gruden was making it sound like the playbook. Here's all I'm going to say about Gruden. Again, I look, it is what it is, but Gruden was saying the playbook is too much. He actually addressed the Kaepernick questions. But here's the best part. They even said on Monday Night Football, Mark Sanchez knows maybe 30 plays. He, kn- he didn't know any plays. Right. So my point is this argument of, oh, there's not enough time to learn the offense. Well, Sanchez didn't have enough time either. Right. But yeah, well, when all your quarterbacks lost, no one knows the time. Like, I totally understand that. Um, my only argument to you is like, I think Mark Sanchez is a guy who is not as good as his two AFC championship game appearances with Rex Ryan's crazy defenses and not as bad as the butt fumble where like, you know, maybe they know Mark Sanchez could come in and learn 30 plays. Like there's a lot of guys that have been looked at the Brandon Whedon's and the, the guys who are like at no point in your NFL existence at all. They brought did in, you have career success. They brought now, in EJ Manuel, but, bro. Yeah. I mean, they're talking about bringing Josh Johnson in yeah. to back up, Mark Sanchez. Yeah. Now that's a collusion case. But that's my point. Right. I'm not even talking about the starting. I'm more yeah. talking about bringing because somebody Josh in. Johnson hasn't has th- hasn't thrown a pass in the NFL in six years, or some fucking nonsensical thing like that. Because people, if you go on Twitter, they love to always go like, uh, maybe because he hasn't played in two years. It's like Josh Johnson has never played. I think Josh Johnson has what two starts. I'm gonna look it up. Josh Johnson. I mean, shit. When you put his name into pro football. Bro. I mean, is this is this a joke? Josh Johnson has not been in the league since 2014. Right. Josh Johnson. <laughs> Josh I, Johnson. I can't get over this. Who would be a better quarterback? Josh Johnson has not thrown a pass. He's not thrown a pass in the yeah. league since 2011. Right. 
Who'd be a better quarterback for the Redskins, Josh Johnson or John John Johnson, <laughs> the comedian from, comedian from Huntington Beach? John John Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's his name? He's John John Johnson. Goldberg will tell. John John Johnson, definitely. All right, so who do you have? I'm going with the Giants to cover. Yeah, I'm going with the Giants to cover as well. Three and a half. Um, also, I want to I want to bring this up while while we're on the topic. Um, I want to go with uh, the. I, I was looking at it the other day. Um, total yards from scrimmage in the NFL this year. You know, you you took a beating, and I was called a homer for our Saquon Barkley take. He's third behind Zeke and Gurley. Yeah. Yeah. Think, Brian Gurley, yeah, and Zeke, and he's like ninety yards off of Gurley, who's leading the league. And as far as balance goes, it's not even close. He's clearly the most balanced in terms of run, pass, run, receive, and then like thirds like Julio Jones. And I love Gurley, by the way. Like who? But, does, who but yeah, yeah, of course. But uh, again, yeah, I took a beating. Again, we're talking about a guy who's like 100 yards off the leader on the New York Giants as a rookie. Again, eye test for me. Yeah. That's a sure thing. And again, Gurley's great. But breakaway speed, too. Like, come on, guys. Again, Gurley's more of just a power. I mean, Gurley can run to... Like, I don't even want to do this again because... Yeah. People were like, fucking idiot. Well, just look at the stats. He's doing it on the Giants. The Giants, like the percentage of the Giants' yards, as, as opposed to what Gurley's doing, percentage of the Giants' touchdowns, the percentage of everything, like all of that stuff. He's just in a, an offense that just possesses the ball way less. He's 100 yards off the leader in, in one of the best offenses we've seen in a, in a few years. He's 100 yards off the leader. Gurley's offense is like uh, like a ridiculous offense. The Giants' offense at times has been despicable. By the way, I uh, I had a discussion about what I had said about the Chiefs because I want to tie that in because we're talking offenses. Um, Dirtball Ellis Harden, you know, he tweeted at me. It was, it was a fine conversation, but he said basically I was off base saying that the Chiefs aren't going to go anywhere if they don't start basically because they're they don't have a defense. And I said, well, look, dude. I've said the same about the Rams and also the Saints. Now, I started digging it up because I was curious. The last five Super Bowl winners had top 10 points per game defenses. Yeah. The last three, top five. Now, he dug up even more. He was like, that's an anomaly. He was going before the last five, which, whatever, fine. All I'm saying is the last five Super Bowl winners... All ranked top 10 in points. Because that's all I care about. Don't you agree? I don't care about yards. To me, it's about how many points do you give up. I agree. Like the, the Patriots. I, I agree. I mean, I think a defense should be judged on the points they give up and the points that they themselves score. Yes. Score, how, much do you, how many points do you give up and how, much, how, many, how good of a scoring defense do you have? So a lot of these Patriots teams, for example, give up a lot of yards, but then they hold those teams to field goals. Yeah. So who gives a shit about the yards? Of course. Points are all that matters. Absolutely. So that's all I'm saying. And right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are giving up 27 points a game. Again, that's not going to win you playoff games. 
maybe one. That's all I'm saying. I'm standing by it, and I could be wrong. I think the Rams fall into that category. So I mean, th- again, you got to like if you're if you get a bye and you win one playoff game, you're in that AFC Championship game. So, but I understand what you're saying. That's all I'm saying. But you're also calling out the Rams, Chiefs, and Saints. Calling all three out. Yeah. That doesn't leave you a whole lot of options in terms of like who is going to be good. Because uh, where are the... Hold on. I'm not saying that these teams can't make it to the Super Bowl. What I'm saying is their defenses have to play better. That's all I'm saying. I'm standing by that 30. That's my that's my barrier. Right. Don't, uh, look. If any of the... Mark my words right now. You guys can fucking... Take this clip. But you're saying if they don't, if they give up 30 points in they'll the playoffs, lose. they'll lose. I'm saying if any of those teams gives up 30 points in a game, they're going to lose. That's my line. 30 points. Because as we all know, the game, the, the, you said it last week perfectly. You're not going against bad teams. But look at those. Look at that Rams Chiefs game. You don't think that Rams Chiefs game could be a Ram a Chiefs. Uh, Chargers game in the playoffs? I don't I mean, that was a 50-54-50 yeah. game. It couldn't be a 37-35 game? It could, but I don't see it. This is the Andy Ruther take. I'm sticking by it. Okay. So we both got uh, the Giants, and now we're on New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Eight-point Saints favorites on the road. Against Jameis, who I believe has won two in a row, which means he's due to eat an L. Yeah. I'm going Saints. I am also going Saints, which, yeah, I'm not going to start. I'm going to go Saints. All right. Patriots at the Dolphins. Ooh, that's seven and a half. Dolphins won last year. They killed them in Miami. I believe it was a Monday night football game, if I remember correctly. The Patriots do not like playing in Miami. No, I'm taking Dolphins. Okay, I'm going to take the New England Patriots. <laughs> I was like, that's seven and a half. I got to start just playing some mind games. You're not here. playing mind games. I was going to take the Dolphins regardless. That's why I'm bringing it up last year. Remember Jay Cutler had his game, and they're like, yeah, Jay's back. And they're yeah. like, wait, you guys have won four games. We still want that $1,000, Mac, you cuck. No, we don't. Fuck him. I See, I told you that the whole time. You don't. You wouldn't take the money? But remember when I told you that the whole time you were all worried? You were like, what if what if the Miami wins and we lose? We lose that thousand dollars. I was like, we're not gonna lose and he's not gonna pay. This is fucking dumb. I knew it the whole time. How like he picked a what was it? Didn't he start at twelve? Didn't he start at twelve games? Ten. Or but he started at twelve. And it came down to ten. It came down to over ten. They had to win 11. I mean, that guy was obviously off his meds. Was he the biggest cuck dirtball we've ever had? I, I'm, I'm sticking with mentally ill. It's the only explanation. He's mentally ill. He probably bet thousands of people thousands of dollars. His family came across his social media account, immediately had him put in a psych ward <laughs> where he's been watching Dolphins games inside of a fucking straitjacket ever since. His dad was like, let me get this straight, Mac. Mac, Mac Knopperson. Mac Patrick Knopp. <laughs> You're telling me you've been on the internet betting thousands of dollars on the Dolphins to win 12 games? Who and what do you think you're doing? 
give me the keys to your boat, give me the keys to your jet ski, and you're going into a psych ward. He's like, Dad, but we're super rich, and I knew they were going to do it because the Dolphins are dope, and Adam Gase and Dick Cutler, they know each other. He's like, you are sick, and this is why you have to take your medication. That's it. This is the final straw. Maybe he just had a big cyst on his brain. Yeah. And that that diluted his uh, thought process. This is just like when you bet Hassan Whiteside to be the MVP. Absolutely not. You're going back into the psych ward. Now Max is in a straight jacket watching Dolphins games. Good news, though. If you're wearing a straight jacket in Miami, at least it's white. Get that white. Go to that white party with your arms tied behind your back, Mac. <laughs> we never forget, Dirtballs. Ravens at Chiefs. Six and a half point Chiefs favorites. I... I'm taking the Chiefs. I know the Ravens defense, pretty good, pretty good. And they'll probably do a good job holding uh, them in check. But this is the end of the, I think this is the end of the Cinderella story. Yeah. It's not even about the Ravens defense to me. It's about Lamar Jackson has somehow won three games with an atrocious eighth-grade style quarterback play. Which I think will be great and for grinding them out, but I just it's only a touchdown. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs as well. All right. Do we want to – whatever. I'm not even – there's no point even saying it. I was going to bring up the Kareem Hunt shit. Basically, the NFL didn't do the research. That's been leaked. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, we've covered Kareem Hunt significantly. Yeah. Yeah. If you need – there's plenty of – there's plenty of uh, – TPS reports on Kareem Hunt. Yeah. There's also plenty of morning, you know, first take, first, first take, first word first, <laughs> who's on first. All those guys, they're yelling at each other about it every morning. The first, first take. Yeah. The first is take. Who's on first? The take before first the first things take. First things first. First, first, before the first, this is the first take. First of the month. Then we have Busy Bone. Yeah. Yeah, so you have... A black former athlete, a cheddar dick who didn't play high school sports, yelling at each other about Kareem Hunt. It's available on ESPN, Fox Sports 1, and all places that sports are talked about. We should do some sketches like mocking that shit. We are a sketch that mocks that shit. <laughs> <laughs> this whole show's a sketch that mocks that shit. You saying we, you saying we couldn't get a show on Fox Sports 1, Prano? Yeah. We've ruined that? I don't know. Maybe uh, like maybe me as Stephen A. Smith. Is he still where is he these days? He's on Fox Sports One, right? No, Stephen A. Smith's ESPN. See, I can't keep up with all the cheddar dickery. Skip is on Fox Sports One. Him and Shannon Sharp. Or Shannon, right? And Nick Wright and Chris Carter. Let's just can we just have remember on SNL fun with real audio. They yeah. would just like take that. The, just the sketch writes itself. Just have first take Ooh. turn turn Shannon Sharp into a horse, turn Skip into an actual talking asshole, like a a an asshole, like the butthole of a human being is talking is having an argument with a horse. How about this? How about this video? Do we idea? have any fucking animators? Come on, Skip, Skip the horse just chewing a fucking carrot. How about this idea? We have somebody mesh up first take 
see, I'm confused now too. Whatever show that Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp are on, that's first take. Arguing, no, I thought first take is Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. That's first things first. No, that's Nick Wright. <laughs> you know what the best part of all this is? It has to come back to this. Baker Mayfield was so upset yeah. about one of these shows. One of them's called Pardon My Yelling Black Guy, isn't it? <laughs> Baker Mayfield was so upset at one of these shows that he responded on an Instagram comment. To yeah. me, that's the silver lining of all this. I just want to know if he responded to the wrong Instagram first. He was like, ah, first things first. I'm like, no, you're, you have a beef with the guys on first take. Also, I mean, Jason Whitlock is on one of these shows now, right? No, I think Jason Whitlock is on a different show with Colin Cowherd. But Colin Cowherd has his own show. How many of the people who listen to us also watch that shit, though? I mean, I, I wonder how many people watch any of that shit. I think it's just all like just... Background noise? I think it's just all like one-minute clips that are put out on fucking Twitter. Every time I see a clip of the Shannon Sharp Skip show, Skip's just going, mmm, 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 mmm. I just want a humming asshole. I just need somebody to animate a humming asshole having an argument with a fucking thoroughbred horse eating sugar cubes. Come on, Skip. Come on, Skip. I didn't live in a barn eating oats for 17 years. So you can come here and tell me Kyle Kaepernick don't perform, don't belong on NFL roster. Mm, 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 mm. Sounds like a fucking dog begging for food. Mm, mm. <laughs> come on, Skip. Come on, Skip. I didn't have the daughter of an investment banker riding on my back every Wednesday while I jumped over hoops. And hurdles, so you can come and tell me here right now that Kevin Durant and you mm, mm, mm. come on, Skip. I didn't. I didn't let now Shannon. I didn't let now Shannon. I didn't let G Marty Hunt pose for, pose with me on Instagram. He moves his head too. Right yeah. now, Shannon. Mm. Now mm. Shannon. Mm. Now Shannon. Okay, what else we got? Indy at Houston. Speaking of uh, horses, the Colts. Good segue, Joe Prano. The Texans. The Texans are five-point favorite. As much as I've been on them lately, drinking a little of that Bill O'Brien Kool-Aid, I'm taking the Colts to cover. Come on. Wow. Come on. They just laid an egg down in Jacksonville. They have too good offense, too good of a quarterback and too good of an offensive coach. There's no way that's a close game. It's a close game. I am taking Houston because I need to make up some points. You are taking Houston. Yeah, I actually think you're right about the Colts thing, but I have to I have to make up some points somewhere. It's in Houston. That's what I'm going with. I'm I'm looking at the comments right now on YouTube. Skip and Shannon are undisputed. Undisputed assholes. What's the name of their show, guys? I like I like Shannon though. I've said that Shannon is great. Here's the thing, Shannon. Shannon has turned into a character of himself from two years ago. No, but hold on a second. I've already said this. You know, I'm a big fan of the NFL Network. Yeah, it's all I ever talk about. Everything the NFL Network does is great. NBA, TV, again, all the networks that specify in their league. 
Shannon is fucking great on fucking Deion Sanders' show, Game Day Prime. He's great. The three of them are great. Carissa Thompson's great. That's a great fucking foursome. Some some good porn, too, if you had those four in, right? Three black dudes and a hot blonde chick? I know, I know who's on the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just making sure. So you're going to go with the Colts. No, I'm going to go with the Texans. You're going to go with the Colts. Okay, yeah, I already forgot. All right, Carolina at Cleveland. Ooh. Yeah, boys, the Cleveland Browns. My boys. Yeah, plus two. Your boy, Baker Mayfield. Are you going to pick against your boy? He's feeling dangerous this week. Baker versus Cam. Yeah. Battle of number one overall picks. Now, Carolina's that, lost four in a row. Yeah, a battle of number one overall picks that will take a decade to figure out why their stats are not quite what they seem. No, Cam won an MVP. You can't take that away from him. Yeah, you're right. He won an MVP. It's going to be big in the long term. The scheme of things. This is sarcasm. Or no? Somewhat. Not many guys. I'm saying Drew Brees has never won an MVP. Right. Drew Brees has won a Super Bowl. Cam had a Super Bowl. That was a Super Bowl run. Well, regardless, who am I going to take in this one? I'm going Carolina. Wow. Yeah, I just think they get off the schneid of four straight losses. Yeah. I agree. All right, Atlanta at Green Bay. What the hell's going on in this game? Just two bad teams. The Packers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Does Aaron Rodgers just have an insane game because that boo, Mike, Mike McCarthy's not there anymore? That's what I'm going with. At home, no boob. Joe, after this week, they're like, should they keep Joe Philbin? And I'd be like, no, don't do that. That's not the answer. I'm going Atlanta. Okay. All right, we're going to move on to the later Sunday games. Before we do that, Prano, I want to ask you, are you wearing those Flag and Anthem gear right now? Is that what you know wearing? I am. Look at that. It says it right there. This is one of my favorite Flag and Anthem items I ever got. It's one of the early ones. I don't get to wear it that much here in California because it's so warm. This, this, Look at this thing. It's like a hoodie inside of a flannel. It's got the waffle. It's super warm. Yeah. Actually, a little warm in here wearing it under the lights, but it is rainy and cold outside. Got my Flag and Anthem jeans. I got everything... Uh, everything I'm wearing is flagging anthem except my socks, my shoes, and my chill boys. Well, I'm in flagging anthem jeans, and yeah, we we mentioned it earlier in the show. In my V-neck with no shirt underneath because that's the flagging anthem T-shirts are so soft, Andy. You should just wear one of those. No, I like letting the chest hair flow. So go to flaggingAnthem.com, Drop promo code dirty. You get twenty five percent off, guys. 25% off your That's, first order. That remains ludicrous to this day. It remains ludicrous. You know the fucking gif where the dude's fucking like head is exploding, which I love? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's what I think every time I hear this deal. 25% off. Guys, Christmas is here. Hanukkah's here. Kwanzaa's around the corner. If you participate in any of those things and you need to get gifts, Go to flagandanthem.com. Why is Kwanzaa got to be around the corner? Like it's sneaking? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I didn't like, say that. Oh, look, at, look at Kwanzaa just peeking over at you. Just waiting for you to turn the corner. Hiding. I didn't say that. I waiting didn't say that. Waiting for you that. to turn the corner, looking down at your phone. I didn't say that. Be like, Kwanzaa! 
So go to flagandanthem.com, drop promo code DIRTY to get 25% off your first order. Okay, Denver at San Fran. Denver is a four-point favorite on the road. Now, is Emmanuel Sanders out? Yes, for the year, I believe. That's what I saw. Achilles. Which uh, is going to hurt them. It's going to hurt them. And that Achilles hoof, am I right? Because they're Broncos? The hooves, you know? What is this bit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just stop being a... You're, you're, you're serving pies to people, you know? Take that pie. Take that punchline pie. The Niners are a disaster. Yeah. They, they had moments last week against your Seahawks. Bro. Just saying. They're not 20 to 3 right away. Like, right away. I'm going Denver. Even without Emmanuel Sanders. I'm going to have my boy, Philip Lindsay. We haven't even talked about this somehow. Everybody else has. Philip Lindsay lives at home with his parents. Philip Lindsay lives in my starting lineup on my fantasy team. I know talking fantasy is not super exciting, but man, I have made some fantasy moves this year. Usually, good at picking games and terrible at fantasy. Not this year. Picked up Philip Lindsay early. Been starting Tariq Cohen the whole year. Whew. My fantasy team's lit right now, Andy. And Philip Lindsay, big part of that. Here's a fun fact about Philip Lindsay I saw. Most rushing yards ever. For a running back who lives with his parents. For a running back who lives with his parents and also undrafted. Wow. In, in one season. Yeah. I think in, in, maybe in it, might rookie be, it might even be rookie season. Yeah. <laughs> it's very specific. I mean, it's specific. It's Most specific. rushing yards by a rookie undrafted running back that lives with his parents. <laughs> okay. So. You think he's banging girls? Yeah. At his place? No. I think he could probably afford a hotel the one or two nights he wants to stay out a week. But like when he's coming home, when Philip Lindsay comes home. Is his mom sitting at the kitchen table like? No, I don't, I don't think. I mean, where were you at last night, Phil? I think he's a rookie who is making four hundred grand and is probably extremely focused on being really good this year and trying to get a big deal. And so far, so good. And he's going to keep his head down. Seems like a great kid. Um, I but, love him, but I'm sure post game. Sundays, the whole team goes out, and uh, you know he fucking doesn't. They they don't have practice. They have victory Monday. They have off. He probably you know fucks eleven girls in Von Miller's pool house. That's three times the size of his parents' <laughs> whole property. Let me ask you this: Von Miller's like, remember that one time I wore those stupid fucking glasses in a commercial and a cowboy hat? I bought that pool house. You want to live there? He's like, do I want to live there? <laughs> Yes, I want to live there. I live with my parents, Von Miller. He's like, stop calling me by my full name. <laughs> Mr. Von Miller, can I live in your pool house? I can't even get a haircut, Mr. Von Miller. I don't get paid enough. And That's he, why I rocked this afro. Von's like, and you know what? To make it even better, it's all dug out in Old Spice in the shower, <laughs> yeah. bro. I got you taken care of. He's like, <laughs> trying to whistle. Like, I'm still excited to whistle, Mr. Von Miller. Can I please get in the pool house? What's the oldest age you had sex with the girl in her parents' basement. In her parents' basement? Yeah. I have a wild story. I mean, 
college. I was in college. It was probably... I dated my high school girlfriend into college. I had a hookup in 2010. So it have been like 29 or something. But like a one-nighter. I went back with the girl to her bedroom in her parents' house. Like I was hammered. She was hammered. For my friends listening, Old North County, you guys know what I'm talking about. And her sister... The next morning, like her high school sister walked in. She's like, oh my God, mom, she's got a boy here. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, like at the time it was a good idea, but yeah. I was also just wasted. The next morning, I was also terrified for my life. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I ever did like townie action when I like went home and like maybe something will pop up, but probably college. I met her at, where did I meet her at? Big Daddy's in... St. Louis and Soulard. I think it was Big Daddy's, and that's what it's called. Actually, well, it doesn't really count, though, right? Like, when I was probably 26, I went and visited my girlfriend's family. Like, we went to her family's house in Kansas City or whatever for, like, Easter. But, yeah, that's that's what's different. I'm yeah. talking, like doesn't count like a one night stand you meet a girl yeah like this me. is like the philip Lindsay class like how old were you <laughs> what's the oldest you ever were where you had a one night stand with a girl who randomly lived with her parents <laughs> while she was an adult <laughs> and also was undrafted um <laughs> i don't think i ever did that i love philip Lindsay. yeah he's great hey philip if you're listening i know you seem like a very humble guy I love you in your interviews. I love the way you dress. You ever out in LA, man? You got to spot my couch to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, thanks, Mr. Andy Ruther. <laughs> I love that dude. All right. Bengals at Chargers. The Chargers are 14, in point, or 14 point favorites against Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. Going Chargers. Going Chargers. Beat him by 14, huh? Look at those money lines. Cincinnati, you get plus 800. Uh, it's at LA Chargers. Can be a lot of Bengals fans there? No. But I know I'll get a text. I'm just waiting for it. It's Wednesday night. I know I'll get a text from my Cincinnati friends. What about your boy Justin Wood? You going to the? You're not going to go to the game with him on Sunday? I should text Justin and be like, "Yo, remember when you texted me when they were four? I think weren't the Bengals four and one? Yeah." I'm going to go with the Bengals just because 14's ludicrous. And I've been burned every fucking week on the big... Like, I am taking the big spread every week and always fucking losing. All right, well, I'm going to stick with the charges. Philly at Dallas. Ooh, first place up for grabs in the NFC East. Three and a half Dallas favorite. I think it's going to be a good game. Now, I've been riding high on the boys. You have been. And I think I was stupid because I didn't realize they were only a game up. And I was looking at it today like, whoa, Philly 6-6. Six I six. told you every time yeah. you did this, I told you that. I know. I don't listen half the time. I literally said to you last time, you know if the Redskins win, they're still leading the division. And now if Philly wins, they're leading the division. 
I'm taking Philly. I'm taking Philly to win the game. Okay. And I don't recommend betting on this because the money line is only 160. Um, but let's make things interesting. I'll take Dallas. Okay. I don't think they cover. I think they probably win. That half point is killer. All right, Detroit. Everybody's on the Dallas train suddenly. Oh, Dallas can make some noise in the playoffs if they play defense like they did against the Saints. It's like, well, okay. What the fuck does that like? That's that's true though. Yeah, but if, it, if it's they, true. But it's also it's also fucking stupid. It's like, oh, if they play their single best defensive game of the year in the playoffs, they can really make some noise. Your shoes look funny on the screen when you do that, bro. Yeah, don't do that. Stop that. No, you can't do that. Your shoe <laughs> fucking is in the way of the camera. Okay, uh, Detroit at Arizona. I have nothing to say about this game except Detroit is a three-point road favorite. I'm taking Arizona. Wow. Okay, I'm going to take Detroit then. Just because for no other reason. All right, Pittsburgh at Oakland. Ten and a half point Steelers favorites. Big spread. Yeah. Big spread. I'm taking Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right, Sunday night game, which we announced. Did we? I don't even remember. Did we announce that on the pre-show? We announced that we were announcing. We, we announced an announcement? Yeah. Are we now announcing an announcement about an announcement? Fact. We will be broadcasting the Sunday night Rams at Bears game live here on YouTube. So subscribe to us on YouTube. Get the alert. You said here on YouTube because we're currently on YouTube. Yes. But a lot of people will listen to this via podcast. True. So pause your podcast. Open. You don't even have to pause your podcast. I guess you could keep listening to me talk this while you do it. Open your YouTube app. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Click, if if needed, any sort of notifications. I want to be notified when this happens. We're going to go live, and I want people in there nice and early. I just, I just hit myself in the nose with the microphone. I want people in there nice and early because we used to do those rabbles back in the day. Correct. And my favorite thing about the rabble, very similar to what we did pre-show, another reason to subscribe to us on YouTube is getting questions and comments during the podcast. Very difficult to monitor the YouTube comments during live broadcasts. We can go fucking live comment crazy. So we're going to do an old school rabble style broadcast of Rams at Bears Sunday, 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 5.20 p.m. Pacific. Go to YouTube right now and subscribe so that you don't miss it. When we kick off. So if you've never seen this before, basically you watch the game just as you normally would. You mute Chris Collinsworth. You mute, You're welcome. Yeah, you mute Al Michaels and you get to hear me and Joe Prano. Basically, don't worry. I will help you guys out. I will do the Chris Collinsworth no matter how good or bad the game is. I'll say it's the greatest game of all time. No matter how good or bad either teams play, I'll say that the Bears defense is the best defense I've ever seen. I'll say the Rams are the best offense I've ever seen. Sean McVay's handsome. Al Michaels gives me a hard on. I'll just slurp everybody. I'll just go full Collinsworth for you guys. And I, the entire game, will just keep on repeat. Do you believe in miracles? Because of the hockey game. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> I hope people got that. Yeah, I think they do. All right. Rams are three-point favorites in Chicago. I'm going Rams. You are. I am. I'm going Rams too, man. Sunday night. 
prime time. I think they're going to be ready. Bears coming off that Giants loss. And I also think, well, it depends who's playing quarterback. Sure. Well, it's it's three because Trubisky's playing quarterback. Okay. It doesn't really change my mind. I'm going Rams. And your Monday night game. That would be another good one to rabble. Ooh, my boy. We should see about buying the phrase rabble from rabble. <laughs> I keep saying it. I know. Russell Wilson. Yeah, is, boy. Is at home. He's a three and a half point favorite against the Vikings. Ooh, that half point. That half point every time. I think this is going to be a very good game. I'm going to take Minnesota. I am too. You, that's a, I feel like that's a defensive play. It's not a defensive play because I think the, I think this, I think the Seahawks win. They cover or they don't cover. They win by a field goal. Russ have another good year. I think Minnesota, if Minnesota, this is a big game for both of them. Like, I believe the winner of this game would probably be the, yeah, the, what, the five seed, right? Correct. Yeah. This is basically determining a playoff spot. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things are going to determine a playoff spot. I sure. Think, I think that, and I don't think two NFC East teams are going to get in. No. Yeah. Big game. I'm excited. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. My boy in prime time. Yeah, boy. It's going to come down to the run game. That's what it'll come down to for Seattle. And the Vikings. Yeah, no shit. The Vikings, I mean, Cousins, he's got to make the, he's got to make tough throws. Yeah, look, Cousins, I've said it before, I've never been on the Kirk Cousins train. He asked if I like that. I said I indeed did not like that. <laughs> no, I've never been a Cousins fan. <laughs> uh, I He, like, Kirk Cousins is Ryan Fitzpatrick without the fucking up and down. Like, there are, that's a guy who's... Fucking one game he's great, one game he's terrible. One game he gets he doesn't get sacked. Next game he fucking throwing the ball all over the throwing the ball the other team getting sacked all the time. But somehow he's remained a fucking starter in the league, getting twenty mil every fucking season. He's, come on, he's got way better numbers than Fitz. I, like overall numbers, yeah, because he plays all the games. That's what I'm saying. But he's a guy who one game he looks great, one game he looks fucking terrible. Happens all the time. Has his whole career. He has just meltdown games. He is the Carson Palmer torch was passed directly to Kirk Cousins. Meltdown games. That's what you're going to go with? Yeah. I want to look at his year. And that's why he has not had a. Now, would you call New England a meltdown game? What do you do? You know, thirty. No, this year, I'm sa- that's what I'm saying. He hasn't this year yet, right? You know, he didn't have a, the great game against the the Pats, but it wasn't a meltdown game. Yeah, yeah. His numbers aren't as good as I thought they'd be. I I know. Anyway. I actually don't. I never liked this move for them. I mean, you could say, oh, he's an upgrade from Case Keenum, but the thing is, is like, I almost feel like 
the reason he's not an upgrade from Case Keenum is because they think they got an upgrade, so then they start doing different things, and suddenly they're putting like I, I understand Minnesota was, you know, handcuffed by having a quarterback that could only do so much last year. I would have. I've obviously been talking about all the different people who should have gone to Minnesota. I've been saying Philip Rivers to Minnesota. Remember for five years when the Chargers were struggling. I just I've never loved this Kirk Cousins move. I do think that they their defense is good enough and their coaching staff's good enough and their run game is pretty good and they do have ridiculous wide receivers that they'll probably be a playoff team and they could win this game. I'm rooting for them to win this game, but I've never been a Kirk Cousins fan. All righty. That's our NFL Week 14 picks. And by the way, let me just say one more thing about Kirk Cousins and and Ryan Fitzpatrick, just so you know where my head's at. The reason I'm the reason I am a uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick defender and I am not a Kirk Cousins defender, even though I think they're remarkably similar players by my eye test, is that people slurp Kirk Cousins and people shit on Ryan Fitzpatrick. If you flip flopped it, I'd be fine with it. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, oh, let's not let's not all talk up Ryan Fitzpatrick like he's a fucking god, but let's let's not all pretend that Kirk Cousins isn't very similar. That's what I'm saying. Just be realistic with your... Well, the argument, again... If everybody was just like, they're good, they're hold fine. On. The argument, again, that I would always use is if they were similar, one would not always enter most of his career as a backup where one has basically been the starter. Well, don't forget, he was the backup. I know, but that's my point. After he took the job over, he has never relinquished his starting position. Well, but he he hasn't. Well, he has in Washington, right? That's why he's gone. Cause they kept giving him the franchise tag and the franchise tag. And And he kept being the starter. And then they signed Alex Smith. No, he took a massive deal to go to Minnesota, which happened first. I don't know. And it really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, he was going to get paid. And that's exactly my point. That's exactly my point. The difference between these guys, not that much if you have eyeballs. The difference between one guy getting $20 million every year and getting a big free agent contract and another guy always being a backup? Numbers would disagree. Okay. I mean, they would. You think you what do you think uh I'm not the biggest wh- cousins fan know, for the record. I know. I'm saying what do you think Kirk Cousins what do you think Kirk Cousins Redskins stats? And Ryan Fitzpatrick's 16 games Jets stats look like. I don't know. You want me to pull them up? Yeah, I don't care. I bet you they're pretty close, though. Let's pull them up. Let's pull them up. I know we're supposed to end this episode. Wait, what year do we want from Cousins? He it's, started in 2015 was when he became like the official starter. Of the Redskins? Yeah. He, only started, he started three games in 2012. Five in 2013 and six in 2014. All right, Prano, we're gonna. So we're, hold on, how how many? I'm pulling them up in 2015. Let's do it. 2015, the year became the starter. How many TDs did he have? He had 29. Fitzpatrick had 31. How many yards did he have? 4100. 3900. How many interceptions? We're also looking at one year. Right. The year they came, both came full-time starters. 15 picks. 15. Rating? 
No, you don't care about rating. Okay, so let's so we agree. Two more touchdowns for Fitzpatrick. Two hundred more yards. Okay, okay. For Cousins, we, exact same amount of INTs. For, well, no, you're forgetting. No, you're just no. What are you talking about, Joe? Joe, you're just lying right now. One through forty-one hundred yards. Yeah. Four one six six. Yeah. Hold on, let me just read these. One through three hundred, three thousand nine hundred five. So he threw a couple hundred more yards. One through thirty-one to fifteen. One through twenty-nine to eleven. You know what big stat you conveniently omitted here? What completion percentage? Okay. Cousins led the NFL in sixty-nine point eight percentage completion percentage to the tune of twenty-nine touchdowns and eleven picks for two hundred more yards. Fitzpatrick was 59%. One had a 10% higher completion percentage. That's important. How, to And it translated to what exactly? What do you mean? It translated that 10% higher, translated to 200 more yards, two less touchdowns. The, I didn't conveniently leave it out because... Who gives a fuck? Cousins also has higher yards per attempt. I always look at that. That's important. That's really important for a quarterback. But now you're literally going into the second level of statistics when I said that they were, I bet you they're comparable. And if to say that they're not comparable is ludicrous. 4,100 yards to 3,900 yards, 31 touchdowns to 29 touchdowns. In those seasons? Yes, they're comparable. Right. In those seasons. Right. We're also picking one season. Yeah, randomly. Picking one season where but we they're both the start. But, both. but hold on. We've randomly picked the one season that conveniently literally helps your argument the best. No, I picked the season that somebody got that he got signed to be the starter. That's what I picked. No, well, he was the Jets' backup, became starter. He got signed to be the starter when he went to Buffalo. He played 16 games for the Jets that year. He did, indeed. But he also played 16 games back-to-back years for Buffalo. That's all I'm saying. All I asked was to look up that and say, "What are they? What? What do you think they're comparable?" I can't believe that they were. Again, they were comparable right. in 2015. That's all I said in one season. Right. Very cherry-picked argument. Oh, I, but that's what you do. I've learned that. The so. argument isn't cherry-picked when I said. It's it's very simple. You said one guy's always the backup. I said one guy should probably be always be the backup. And then I said let's go to the season where the guy played sixteen games. So hold on a second. Let's pull up the numbers. Then let's get and to that's that. what happened. You think? I just want to address this. You think that Cousins should be a backup? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Or a starter on a team that's not very good. He can start for the Bucks, the Minnesota Vikings. Giving Kirk Cousins that money to try to push them over the top to win the Super Bowl was a bad move. By the way, well, then let me ask. By you the this. way, if Ryan Fitzpatrick got twenty million from Minnesota after you know playing crazy for five games with uh, Tampa Bay, and they were like, "Fuck, Keenum lost us in the NFC Championship game. Let's sign Fitzpatrick." I'd been like, "Look, I defend Fitzpatrick and all, but like, let's not make him the fucking starter that's going to push you over the top to the Super Bowl." But let me ask you this: and I've never said that about Ryan Fitzpatrick, nor would I ever. But hold on a second. They're both good quarterbacks, not great, not fucking. Are not the Vikings them. better or worse, in your opinion, with Kirk? I'm sorry, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. It, d- indifferent. You think the Vikings are right where they're at? 
No, I said again the same thing I'll say about they probably would. Here's the thing: they'd probably they'd probably be a little bit more explosive, and they'd probably. But honestly, it's about the same. Like Kirk Cousins will throw the ball around a ton too. No, they're probably the fucking same. Okay. And, and if you don't think Kirk Cousins has a, a meltdown Carson Palmer playoff game in him, I'm not a big Cousins fan. I know. That's what. I'm, that's all I've ever said. Is and, like, and I agree. Keep, keep with everybody your in point. perspective. Hold on. Go way back. I uh, mostly agree with your initial point of that. Kirk Cousins is maybe not that big of an upgrade, if at all, from Case Keenum. And and my my full point is exactly this. Kirk Cousins always been overrated, and people for some reason think Kirk Cousins is great. Who are these people? I, I don't the people see- that the the Washington Redskins who let him make fucking sixty million dollars. These guys who gave him a hundred million. They're like Case Keenum. Bye. We know you're just gonna back. But are We're all gonna these teams million because, because if we look at it, it wasn't just the Vikings, the Jets, the Broncos, and the Vikings. We're all pulling their dick out for him. Like, yo, dude. Well, the Jets, we know the Jets will fuck it up, right? Yeah. Pretty safe to say if the Jets want you. Probably not that good. They wanted Fitz? Right. I'm I I'm saying they're the same caliber of player. And all I all I ever want is just people let's just Say, look at them. They're the same fucking caliber player. Why? Because somehow Kirk Cousins slid in to he he Maverick goosed fucking Cougar of RG three and somehow became a starter. And then the Redskins didn't know what the fuck else to do, so they just kept letting him be their starter. They just kept letting him be their starter, and then suddenly he's a starter in the NFL. But but again, the argument was- I'll make the same argument about Alex Smith that he should be a backup. That he's that if you want to win something, you shouldn't make him your starter. Now, if you want to make him your starter because you're a mediocre team and you're like, okay, this is what we are, and we just need some stability and we need whatever. But like, if you're trying to win the Super Bowl, don't sign Alex Smith to a hundred million dollar contract. Minnesota was in the NFC Championship game last year. So what should they have done? They should have done the same thing I've been telling them to do for fucking five years. Philip Fudge and they Rivers. They should have thrown the house at Philip Rivers five years ago. Bro, he could not drive from San Diego to Minnesota every day. Did you hear? He drives every day. He Philip Rivers drives every day from San Diego to Carson. But I'm saying just what they should have done is gotten a when you're that close. Uh, look, I don't know who's fucking available that you you know you can make a crazy move for, but like make a crazy move for somebody. You're on the verge. Yeah. Fuck. Make a crazy move. At least Nick Foles got it done. He won the Super Bowl. You don't think, you don't think they could have gotten Nick Foles for a couple draft picks and not giving him a hundred million dollars. If it doesn't work out. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. All right, guys. That's the episode. As usual, we get into a other quarterback discussion. Let's wrap this bad boy up and finish up this Lakers game. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, it's three minutes forty two seconds left, and it's a basically a tie in. Let me just let's just watch this. Oh, so so no, LeBron. No, no. Let's let's. Sorry, I just wanted to watch that drive. Get your plugs in, dude. DirtySports.com at Andy Ruther. 
drop those iTunes reviews. Those all help. And like Joe was saying, subscribe to us because we will be live Sunday night football. Rams at Bears. We'll be calling the game. You can mute Collinsworth and Al Michaels and hear us call the game. And again, if you use any of our promo codes, if you're a new subscriber, if you're a new Dirtball, if you use any of our promo codes, which are in the descriptions of the show, and you send me a screenshot, I send you koozies. I went to the post office today to send koozies, but apparently it was closed in a remembrance day of George H.W. Bush. Didn't know that was happening. Couldn't even get into the post office. All right. What do you got? Uh, Fix Your Life on Twitter. Joe Perry on Instagram. I feel like doing that at this point doesn't help, although who knows? Maybe I'll see one new jump. Uh, I'll be in Tahoe. I agree, by the way, on that. I'll, I'll be in Tahoe on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The Improv at Harvey's with Eddie If Is that next week? It is. And then uh, back for the holidays. And then uh, House of Comedy in uh, Scottsdale, Phoenix, Phoenix, Scottsdale area. Also with Eddie Ift. So What are the dates on that? That's uh, January 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th. Okay. Gotcha. All right, guys. That's the show. Give us some love or give us some hate, whatever you choose to do. And uh, most importantly, while you're out this weekend with your loved one, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.